0: and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success.
1: Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest with me today that I think is gonna bring some incredibly valuable insights into the world of business. I just think that there's some gonna be some real gold on today's episode. Aaron Hunt, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Of course, of course. <laughs> so I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that's by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page. And and they have the context they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So, for those people, go ahead and tell us what is it that you do. Well,
2: yeah. Evan, basically, I'm a YouTuber at this point. I quit my <laughs> corporate job uh, back in at the end of 2020, and I it just sort of had had enough. And now, I'm essentially a YouTuber, and and I do videos and talk about fishing. And it's just it's been a lifelong passion, and it's something that I'm I'm thrilled to be be pursuing at this point
1: okay so youtuber talking about fishing i love it so how did so is this like so this is your main gig then this like this supports your lifestyle
2: well this is really sort of like the side hustle in a way i we we did a a lot of things right over my corporate career and so anything that I do now is just to sort of make sure that we don't run out of money. To be honest with you, we're, we're in a really good space, but this is the thing that I want to do. It's, it started as just, I'm, I'm going to, have fun making videos about fishing, it started gaining traction. And now I'm building out a a business platform around it. And the YouTube will just be a marketing part, very similar to how a lot of people use their podcasts for their business. The YouTube will sort of be that feeder into what I see becoming sort of a, a fishing focused business
1: okay nice that's pretty cool so um i know oftentimes now of course i'm sure people thinking oh you're a youtuber like oh you're so lucky you can do this all that kind of stuff but usually overnight successes only happen after years of work right so what what led to the point now where you can you know you know have a youtube channel and have it be a um you know a big part of your life in this way
2: well as i i sort of mentioned before i we did a lot to get our financial house in order. And, you know, in, in some ways people say, well, maybe maybe we sacrificed a lot. And my wife and I talk about it every once in a while with a lot of our friends, a lot of our relatives. We look at some of the the places that the places that they've gone, the things that they do. We chose not to do those things so that we could pay off our house early, so that we could have no car payments, have no payments whatsoever. And literally for about five or six years of my working, the last part of my working career, we were putting between sixty and seventy percent of what we made into investments and savings. And so, you know, when twenty twenty happened, and it just got to be so frustrating trying to to do the job that I was doing in corporate, my wife finally said, "You know what? We always said that when we got to a certain point, you were going to quit. So why don't you just quit?" Uh, and you know, so that was sort of the first step, right? But we've been working on that for 20 years to, to put ourselves in, in that situation. And it just happened that, you know, the pandemic sort of, sort of forced me to make a decision and get out of a, a very comfortable situation that had become a little uncomfortable. Right. So then I had all that free time. And one of my friends and mentors, Vincent Puglisi, you know, he always says that the key thing... That, that really lets you start growing and developing all kinds of different businesses is having the bandwidth, having the time to actually explore what the opportunities are. And after a few months, my wife said, you know, you can't just go fishing all the time. And even Vincent said the same thing, you can't just go fishing all the time. So I started a couple other things on the side. I have a, a an eBay business. I'm in the top 1% of eBay sellers in my niche already in, in a year. But that business is only a bridge to get me to whatever it was I want, wanted to do next. And what it ended up being was fishing. And so now sort of the running joke is, well, maybe I can go
1: fishing all the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, you can't go fishing all the time. Like, who says? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, do do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Go fishing all the time. Yeah, and
2: so that's uh, that's sort of how it started. Again, I uh, the first Monday after I quit my job, I hadn't really been fishing a whole bunch that year and I hadn't been fishing a lot the, the last several years just because of you know I was in corporate leadership and and just you know the the demands on my time were were very high. And so the only thing that I knew that I wanted to do was I wanted to go fishing on that Monday morning. And it was a December Monday morning. It was cold. It was 20 degrees outside. Normally I wouldn't go fishing. But I went and it was sort of symbolic. It sort, was sort of like the idea of like, this is the first day of the rest of my life, right? And I'm going to live my life differently. And it just, I, I recorded the video really almost as a personal blog to say, hey, this is a moment in my life when I'm embracing a, a big change and I'm stepping out a little bit. And it took a year for me to start making videos r- routinely. But after about a month of just starting to make one or two videos a week, all of a sudden people started watching and I, you know, pick up two or three followers a day and it's really been two or three followers a day every day this year. I mean, it's, it's been just this steady growth and I have this core group of really, you know, devoted followers who watch pretty much everything I put up.
1: Okay, so I'm seeing a bit of a pattern in, in the things you're talking about. We talked a little bit um, before we started recording about the previous podcast you had, and how even now, after not having released any new episodes for some time, is still in the top five percent of of all podcasts. And uh, when it was being actively released, it was very, very high up in the rankings. Now, top one percent of eBay sellers, like you know, YouTube is growing very quickly. The pattern here is that you start something and it is very successful right it's ranked very well so how did you how are you are you able to manage that
2: i think some of its focus i think it, it, there's also some planning that goes into a lot of the things that i do over my corporate career you know quite frankly i was successful at pretty much everything that that we put our minds to and and it's part of why at 48 i was able to step out of the corporate career right but because I don't do a lot of things with no intentionality, right? I, I really sort of try to say, well, why am I doing this? And the eBay started as a way to rebuild some of my Amazon business that I had years ago. But what I found out was eBay has this potential for growth in certain areas. And I leveraged a lot of my engineering and manufacturing and operational skills Plus, in between there, I was, I was a, a photographer as my side hustle, and that's what the, the podcast supported. So I had the photography skills already. And eBay, the way I do it is basically finding things that, you know, at garage sales and thrift sales and, and things that other people don't see value in. And it's a form of arbitrage. I'm buying locally, selling on a global market and so when I started looking at that, I'm like, well, I'm going to build up to start my Amazon business. But then I realized how easy it was to grow eBay. And so I just started getting into it. But I, when I, when I said I'm gonna do eBay, I really took a week or so and thought through and said okay what are the things that i need to do to be successful what are the things i need to do to reach the income goals that i want to get to and and i just sort of say well this is where i'm trying to get to so let's work backwards and figure out how to do that Uh, and it's you know i'm just now hitting the revenue targets that i really wanted to hit a year ago but I, I've had, you know, I've just been working the plan and I think a lot of times people get distracted and I think it's, um, uh, Pat, uh, Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn you know, I, I think he's the one that talks about focus, right? Follow one course until success. I think it's him. Um, maybe, yeah, it may be somebody else, but I, I've heard that phrase before and I, I think it's, it's very important and I'm trying to give credit to whoever came up with it, but it's the idea of, so many people follow the next shiny thing and I, I can do that. I absolutely can. It's why I've had so many different things that I've gotten involved in. But once you start something, if you want to be successful, I think you have to stick with it for a while and keep working your plan until, until you're proven that it doesn't work, you know? So like my YouTube growth is steady. I've seen people grow a lot faster. But for an old guy who does twenty-minute videos about fishing, right? And I, I, it's it grows steadily, and I think that is the way for sustainable growth. Uh, There, there are a lot of people do little tricks to figure out how to get their subscriber counts up and stuff. But when I see that they do that, and I look at the quality of the subscribers that they have. You know their videos don't get as many views as mine do but they have a lot more subscribers and so what it tells me is they did tricks it's like instagram it's like i, I mean there's so many ways to game the system and i i just don't do that i say okay well what's the what's the end result that you want and and then you have to do the hard work to get there and there's 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 no easy way out
1: right so and i think that's a really good point to be made there i mean it's about quality over quantity right a lot of people in the world of business they say oh you need just as many followers or subscribers as as it is possible to get right just more and more and more and more more listeners more subscribers more viewers more followers right and it's like wait why you you know like i feel like that's like okay great so you have a billion followers so what you know
2: yeah i mean i mean having all of those those followers it's it's a vanity metric that's all it is right it's um you know there's a, another I, man i i i have all of these references from people that i've learned from over the years and i, I wish i could give credit for them but it might have been kevin kelly that said oh, you need a thousand true fans right if you have a thousand true fans that support your business you will never have problems right and it's sort of how i think about even the youtube at this point is that if I just slowly build up to the point where I have this core network of people and that's feeding into, you know, the larger part of the business where, you know, is is eventually going to be more of a, a B2B type thing, then I, I, I'll be fine. You know, and, and you know, I've, I've sort of done that over my entire career. I didn't care if everybody liked me. right? It's just I, I needed to have a handful of people that believed in what it was that I was saying, you know, and even if... You know, fifty percent of the the organization thought I was crazy at the time. As long as I got that handful that's willing to move on, right? We'll prove them wrong, right? And and we'll transform the organization and we'll win big. So,
1: exactly. And I've I've heard that as well. Like you know, have like the thousand true fans, right? Because if you have a you know, a hundred thousand. 000- like people who are, I guess, technically following you but don't actually care, then like hey, that doesn't matter. That doesn't do anything.
2: Yeah, you throw an offer out there and they're not going to do anything. It's but you know when you start getting into you know, like I said, it looks like about fifty percent of my YouTube followers watch just about everything that I put out, and not only watch like click on it, they watch a large percentage of it. Uh, I, I do little things in my videos where I put you know little funny things or or questions partway through and, and in different spots of the video because if people mention that then i know that they've watched well into it right? right and it's and it's just so i i know that there are a lot of my followers who watch a huge portion of my videos which is it's kind of humbling in a way right i mean i'm just this dude who's going out to to catch fish and i try to share a little bit of knowledge along the way and and people seem to you know they're willing to, to give me 20 minutes of their day once or twice a week to, right. to watch my my adventures so yeah
1: yeah 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 no i i love that so i watch if there's a little bit and ask when you decided to transition into doing this right when you decided that this was the direction that you wanted to take your business what was your biggest fear and did that fear end up coming true
2: well, I probably haven't gotten to the point where I could tell you if it came true or not. But the thing that happens every once in a while for me is that when I take something that I really enjoy and I turn it into an income generation vehicle, we'll call it that. I don't even want to say business, right? Because right now this YouTube uh, adventure doesn't feel business like at all. It's, 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 it's one of the most amazing things that I've done. But there comes a time sometimes where now I don't enjoy it anymore. And it's part of what happened with my photography business. And it's what I had the podcast on. And and it was a marketing focused podcast. But what ended up happening was all of my photography was based on doing photos and editing photos and, and creating images for clients. And it it really took a lot of the joy out of it. I sort of enjoyed the time with the clients and I enjoyed most of my clients, but it, 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 really became more of a grind. And so my fear with the fishing part of this is, will I get to the point where I, I'm like, Oh, I got to go fishing. Right. Um, I, I can't imagine that happening, but, <laughs> I, but that would probably be the biggest fear. Uh, again, I, I know that I'm, I, I don't want to say lucky because we've worked our butt off for 25, um, 30 years, but I'm in a situation where I don't have as much pressure on me financially as a lot of other people. But I think that gives me a lot more ability to do things the right way. You know, anytime you're making decisions based out of monetary need and you're in desperation mode, you're gonna make a mistake. Right? You're gonna do things that aren't the best way to grow whatever it is you're growing long term. And so if you're in that situation, work another side hustle, work three jobs, have your have your thing that you're building, have your main job, and then go deliver pizzas or something because If you start selling out and making decisions based on money too early, then I don't think you're going to create something truly special. And it it probably has maybe a little bit more of a chance of becoming a grind. You know, I, in photography, I did a lot of stuff that first year trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but I did it to generate money just to sort of prove myself that I could do it. And in hindsight, maybe I would have ended up in a completely different field of photography if, if I would have done it a different way
1: right there's something to be said about just human nature generally right like i just being forced to do something at least for me and most people right kind of makes you not want to do it anymore right
2: i mean think about there's two kinds of service right you can you can either do something because you want to do and be a service to people or you can do something because you have to right and that's so many people with their jobs Right? It's why they, they you know, they, they hate Mondays is because they have to go. They're forced to do it versus if you can find that thing. And I, I heard this for, for my entire adult life. If you find the thing that you would do for free, you'll never feel like you're working. Right. And I, I, I didn't believe it. I, I really like yeah, all work is 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 a grind at times. Right. And there are little parts of the the, the YouTube journey that have been a grind. But for the most part, I i don't feel that way i'm
1: i'm disappointed
2: when i can only go fishing twice a week instead of four times
1: right right because, I mean, I understand. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I know exactly what you mean because I went to, uh, I'm, by training, I'm a musician, right? I went to college for music, but I stopped and I started the business for a few different reasons. I mean, of course, I wanted to, the lifestyle I was wanted to build for myself couldn't really be supported by a, you know, a musician's salary. So I decided I wanted to do something else. But more than that, being forced to do music, right, like that took the fun out of it. It really did. Like I find myself I was like, what is like I thought this would be like the greatest thing ever, but this kind of sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what what and so I think being forced to do something. And as an entrepreneur, I mean like no one's forcing you, right? No one forced you to do the photography. It's kinda like when you kind of back yourself into a corner in that way, you kinda end up forcing yourself. Yeah. You know what I and,
2: mean? And with that business, it was originally designed to be sort of travel based you know so i would go to different places that entrepreneurs loved and and do some of their business photos maybe do product photos maybe do but the goal was to have 75% of that business be travel based and when covid hit i had 14 shoots and trips either canceled or or postponed significantly.
0: Yeah.
2: And what started happening over the next year is it started turning into a local based business. And I started getting a lot more influencers who were were local to me who wanted shoots every two weeks or every month, which is great, right? But I started like looking at like I'm never going to be able to leave Pittsburgh. Like I'm going to be locked in to being here all the time. Or being able to take a week or two at a time, which is no different than what I had when I was in my corporate job. Yeah, you know, I, this isn't what I want, you know. I you know I want to be able to disappear for six weeks if I want. So, exactly. Uh, so, so that's sort of the like that next level goal that I'm working towards is how do we have, you know, recurring income that's you know you still have to work to create it, but I'm I, I'm not really locked into when I have to work or where I have to work. And so that's sort of the the next little piece. And, um, you know, it's part of why I'm building up the the business around the fishing YouTube, because as it started growing, I started thinking, okay, well, what are all the ways that I can make money? Because honestly, most people really don't make a ton of money off of YouTube, right? It's the rest of the business that they build around it. Sort of like podcasting. Most people don't make a ton of money from their podcast itself. It's all the other stuff that that makes possible.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's, that's really true because it's not, um, it's, it's not the podcast or the YouTube channel that makes the money. It's the business that it supports. Right. And I, I say this all the time because I get that question a lot. Right. Uh, and my audience knows this, but I'm a podcast producer. I didn't produce podcasts for businesses. So I'm talking to people about podcasting. The big question is always like, well, how do I monetize it? Right? How, how do I make money on the podcast? And I'm like, you're thinking about it all wrong. You know, like it's not sponsorships. Like, okay, yeah, maybe you'll get a little bit extra change every month or whatever if you have a sponsor, but that's not gonna pay the bills, right? It's about it's like, okay, well, why would you have an email list? Why would you write a book? Like, related to a business, you know? It's not like if you just write yet another business book that's gonna make you a billion dollars. You're not gonna become the next J.K. Rowling, probably. I mean, you might. And if it's like your true full-time thing, and you were just wrote something incredibly groundbreaking, but like be real it's probably not going to happen yeah. right and like you know an email list sending an email uh, that, that costs money right it doesn't doesn't make money right but why do you do it well it's because it supports the business that it's related to and that is the thing that makes the money yeah. and so the youtube is kind of the same way it sounds like we're like yeah there are people out there who make their entire salaries from youtube but you know a lot of those people groundbreaking in some way and i've been doing it since like 2010 or something like that you know what i mean we're like it's i i really hesitate to say things like oh it's too late because anyone could do anything and i believe that it's possible for anyone to be able to do that kind of a thing but it is exponentially significantly harder for you and I right now to create a full-time salary off of YouTube.
2: Correct. Correct. Uh, Yeah. The, the, the person that I see as the number one in the fishing niche, I think he's been doing it 13 years, right? So this guy started when he was basically a kid. I don't even know if he was a teenager, but he, he does extremely well, but he was one of the first ones on youtube and he was just documenting his fishing stuff and then it's like anything else as you do it more you get better and better and now he's got a whole production team Uh, and so you know that's not my goal my goal was to document my journey to share uh, a specific fishing technique called bait finesse with with america because most people don't know about it and, oh, by the way, as it started growing, I'm like, okay, well, what are the different ways that this can allow me to travel? Uh, and, you know, and part of it is like, well, make the travel tax deductible, right? It's just the idea of like, well, how do we make it less expensive overall? Because the business is paying for it. We're traveling to do the business essentially. Uh, and so there, there's, there's definitely some intentionality in, in, you know, what we're trying to set up here
1: exactly and i think that there's a lot of power in that and it's also it comes down to one of the biggest concepts in business that i learned was that like it's it's not about what you want to do it's about what you want your life to look like yeah you know what i mean and so it sounds like you're kind of working backwards from that as well like i did like what i want what do i want my life to look like what can i do that i enjoy that can support this you know what i mean
2: yeah, I mean, that's ex- it's exactly what you what you should do. I, you know, we sort of lived the American dream other than the the two and a half kids, right? We didn't go down that path, but we did everything else that you're supposed to do, right? We went to college, we had the car payments, we had the, you know, the nice house and, the, and we still have the nice house. But th- what happened was, is I really thought that like, well, when I get here, I'm going to be happy, right? When I get here, it's going to feel right. And all of a sudden there's going to be less pressure. And around 2014 i just got to the point where i'm like we something's not right here because i'm starting to feel trapped you know it just it 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 doesn't make any sense and then i was in a job where i had to travel a ton and i got to travel a ton it's actually how i looked at it most of the time yeah but i knew i had a big trip coming up in in the summer and they said, Hey, are there any days that you can't go? And I'm like, well, I don't want to travel the three days around the 4th of July. And I don't want to travel the three days around my, my wife's birthday. Right. And both of them were on the weekend. So it wasn't that big of a deal. It shouldn't have been a problem. Well, guess when the business meeting was scheduled, you know, when it was scheduled for my right around my wife's birthday. And so there it is. I'm a Saturday. I'm up on the 531 trail above Manarola, Italy, looking over the Ligurian Sea. It's ab- absolutely gorgeous, but it's my wife's birthday, and it's the first time in 23 years of marriage that we had ever been apart on on e- either of our birthdays. And I just said, you know, we're, we we got to do something different. And that's when we started this idea of like, okay, we're close to, to an early finish line, so what do we need to change so that we can live the second half of our lives in a completely different way. And, you know, all of the sort of the the sacrifices and stuff that we did early on are going to pay off. Uh, and, uh, you know, so that's when we started making changes. And it's sort of funny because then the following year was my last year with that company. They made me travel on my birthday, right? And so, like, we missed a whole year's worth of birthdays for the two of us with me being in Italy. And so, um, it, you know, it's, it's not... Uh, there's worse places to be, but it's just the idea.
1: But when you're forced to be there, it really yeah. takes away a lot of that joy. You know what I exactly, mean? Exactly,
2: exactly. And, and and it's the idea of they would ask me when I didn't want to travel, and then they'd go ahead and make me travel when I said I didn't want to go. And it's almost like it was becoming intentional.
1: Uh, yeah, right. And it just, well, it makes you realize that so. corporate America does not care about you. Yeah. I mean, Corpor- that's... Corporate Italy doesn't either, so... Yeah, corporate anything doesn't <laughs> care about you. You know what I mean? They care about profits, and that's pretty much it, right? And mo- money is good. I like making money. Everyone yeah. likes making money. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, you see a lot of people, especially people who've been in corporate for a long time, I feel like, talk about loyalty to, to, to corporate to companies or whatever company they've worked for. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, but that company is not loyal to you. it's been proved time and time again people leave and they come like the company doesn't doesn't care yeah you know or like oh i don't want to travel on these dates oh okay great we will write that down but you're going to be traveling on those dates though yeah Yeah. it's like all right well why even ask then at that point like they don't care you know it's like you know you you do what we tell you to do and that's uh that's that's the end of that you know and so i just i just can't that's one of the biggest reasons why why I am an entrepreneur because I can't stomach that, you know, I really can't like uh, someone tells me what to do in that way. I'll be like, no. Okay. Then you're fired. Great. You know, like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't last in in corporate America.
2: I I do think I'm becoming unemployable at this point because yeah, um, you know, it's been almost two years now, and and honestly, really close to two years. Because once the pandemic hit, I, I I didn't get to do a lot of work because just my type of work couldn't happen, uh, and so I, uh, I I really enjoy the the freedom and flexibility and. You know, next week I got to take the dogs to the vet, and it's no big deal. I can just take them in the morning. I don't have to tell anybody. I don't have to to make up the time. You don't,
1: don't can... have to ask them. So we don't have to beg and plead for them to yeah. let you, you know, I off for half a day. Or
2: feel bad about it. It's just you know. And yesterday yeah. was a beautiful day. I went out fishing. Caught six really nice trout. And like, I never would have been able to do that on a Tuesday in October, pretty much my entire working career, unless I took vacation time and planned it three weeks in advance. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. It's like a vacation time. Like, excuse me, all of my time is my time to spend how I choose. You know what I mean? Like, I I, am definitely, at this point, unemployable. And that's kind of a, a curse you get for, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur. But it's more of a blessing, really, in my opinion. Because it, it makes you work a little bit harder to make the business work. Because, like, right. if I can't make this work, I'm pretty much screwed, <laughs> you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. And and honestly, there these days, there is so much opportunity to create a business around anything. It, it's sort of funny in hindsight one of the things i wanted to be growing up was a professional fisherman right but growing up that meant you had to have a lot of money you had to have a really fancy bass boat you had to fish tournaments all the time or you had to get on tv like one of four fishermen who who made it on tv in the whole whole country yeah you know? right right and so as a poor kid growing up in west virginia like that's just that that wasn't realistic and in fact i i had guidance counselors and and you know people tell me growing up of the things i wanted to do i needed to be more realistic but here we are now 30 some years later and guess what technically i'm becoming a professional fisherman you know it's just right and it's in a completely different way and i i mean i haven't been this happy in a long time right and it's just uh, it, it feels awesome
1: that is incredible. I, I love to hear that. And I'm really happy that it's very inspiring that you were able to hold on to that dream. And that it is now finally becoming a reality because I definitely understand. I mean, you know, the school system and those involved in it definitely, uh, usually for, for people like you and me who, who don't fit into the mold of doctor, lawyer, or, you know, accountant, or whatever. Uh, who don't fit in the mold of corporate drone doesn't really work that well right it's not realistic right right and it's like ah like there's something to be said about being realistic in the goals that you set, right? Like, I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm gonna make a million dollars in the next six months. Like, all right, well, okay, technically, technically, I guess that's possible, but it's not very realistic, right? Okay, fine. But generally, like, oh, I, you know, I wanna, you know, being a pro fisherman, like, that—that that is realistic. I mean, yeah, you may have to get a little creative with it, which you've done, but like, it is realistic, you know? And so I think that's, I both love and hate that word, you know? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I think it's 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 based on the individual's perception on how much reality there is really in it. Right. And so whatever your paradigm is that you're viewing things from, something may seem not realistic whatsoever. But right. the fact that I know people that are on YouTube that are making a million dollars a year, just you know, having fun, it's sort of like, okay, well that's 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 crazy. Right. And to our earlier point. That's not my, that's not my mission. They're the, they're the one, one hundredth of 1% on YouTube, but there are ways to make this happen. And, and there are so many people that I've seen over the last 20 years who have used the internet and used all of these different marketing tools that didn't exist. Even some of them, even 10 years ago, right. To be able to create a lifestyle that I couldn't have imagined when I was a kid growing up. And so as, as a, as a Gen Xer, I I feel like I'm I'm a little bit of an oddball in some of the circles that I swim in at this point, but uh, it's it's sort of cool and and uh, in some ways I think it gives me a little bit a little bit of a different perspective that uh, people apparently uh, appreciate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, 100. I love to hear that. Well. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I think we could probably talk about all of this stuff for hours, but I want to make sure I respect your time and the time of our listeners. So again, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And if people listening are interested in you and in the work that you're doing, where can they find out more about you?
2: Well, obviously, you could start at YouTube, uh, and I go under the, the name Angling with Aaron. Uh, so, And you can also, at the, the same site, anglingwithaaron.com, those are probably the, the main two places to find me. A couple of the other things I'm working on probably aren't really ready for public consumption yet. But uh, okay. you know, if you go there, you'll eventually hear about the other stuff that I'm working on as well.
1: All right. Exciting, exciting. I'm going to have all that linked up in the show notes. I highly encourage everyone listening to check that out. Um, And again, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
2: Thank you so much for having me as a guest and uh, keep doing the great work you're doing with this podcast. It's fantastic.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success. And we'll see you in the next episode.